Welcome to Third Floor Views, a production of Chesapeake Family Life, where we talk about health, education, and living with kids. I'm your host, Janet Jefferson. Today, we continue our environmental sustainability series on Third Floor Views. We are honoring Earth Day all month long, and the next few episodes will focus on exciting local work that's being done in our environmental field. So today, we're talking about Project Clean Stream, and joining us is Kate Fritz. She is CEO of Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay. Thank you so much, Kate, for joining me today. Janet, thanks for asking me. Kate, let's get started. So let's start from the beginning. Um, if you could just tell us a little bit about what is Project Clean Stream. Sure, happy to. Um, so we have been running Project Clean Stream for the last 18 years, and we are the Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay. So let me start with our mission and who we are and why the pro- that Project Clean Stream is such an important piece of our work. So as an organization, um, we just celebrated our 50th anniversary last year. So that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's been an exciting milestone. Um, And so, you know, we've been really thinking about the last 50 years and the next 50 years um, and, um, you know, just thinking about the work that we need to do. And so our mission as an organization is to bring together communities, companies and conservationists to restore the lands and waters of the Chesapeake Bay watershed. So we do that in so many different ways. A lot of boots on the ground, restoration activities, um, tree planting, stream restoration, wetland restoration, working with farmers. But one of our signature programs is Project Clean Stream, which we have been running for the last 18 years. It started in 2004, uh, just as a one-time, you know, what we thought would be a one-time partnership with the Irvine Nature Center in Baltimore, um, turned into a watershed-wide event. So really the, the mission of Project Clean Stream is to help provide capacity and support and supplies to communities or um, uh, companies or businesses that are interested in, in uh, deploying volunteers or helping gather volunteers to do beautification efforts in our, in our community, really helping up pick up trash, um, remove invasive species, just really helping beautify our communities um, throughout the year. So it sounds like there are a lot of different people involved, or at least the potential for it. Um, If you could just talk a little bit more about traditionally, who are the people who have um, gotten these organized or sort of jumped in? You know, does it tend more towards um, community groups or or is it like a um, team building exercise for a company or like who are you seeing jump in on Project Clean Stream? We're seeing a lot of people jump in it from many different kind of uh, communities or different representative groups. Um, Certainly, I think our biggest bulk of volunteers are kind of the neighborhood cleanup, you know, a a suburb or a subdivision or a a community, you know, wants to get together. And and a lot of our uh, site captains that help coordinate these events have been with us for many, many years, helping coordinate in their community. Um, And so they're they're the majority of folks. It's a very family-friendly event. It's a great opportunity to get... Um, kids out, teenagers out, you know, that need service hours, or it's a great way to get kids out into nature and to start to understand that, you know, if you you throw something out your window, it doesn't just go away. It goes Mm -hmm. into our streams and our local waterways. So, um, so generally, you know, very, very community driven, Um, but we have a lot of other partners that participate with us in Project Clean Stream. So whether it's um, a company that is uh, coordinating an engagement opportunity for their employees or their staff. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of that work that we do in partnership with our, our local businesses. And then uh, a lot of universities are also, you know, looking for Earth Day activities. Um, we've got a couple uh, events coming up with Bowie State University and University of the District of Columbia coming up. So university partners are, are really great partners with Project Clean Stream as well. 
So once you sign up, how often is this something that you do annually or even multiple times a year? How frequently are people coming back to this project? We have a lot of folks return to us, um, whether as site captains or whether they're they just want to participate in in a in an event. Um, so whether it's they, whether they want to coordinate it or they just want to be a volunteer, we have a lot of uh, folks return um, return to the program. It is an annual program. We really um, run it all year long for anybody who's interested. Um, we provide gloves and trash bags um, and other supplies, coordinating materials, all those waivers, all the all the all the good stuff. Really, it's a, a starter. Kit, um, you know, that you receive from us to really put together a, a volunteer event. Um, so we, but we really kick it back off in the spring every year, really trying to bring the energy back up. We kick it off that, you know, really that first Friday or first Saturday in April um, and get us all excited because the weather's starting to turn nice and um, people want to get back outside and it, it, it's Earth Month. So it's a great way to kick off uh, Earth Month. Um, is there any commitment that you're asking of the people that are volunteering? Like you have to pick up this much trash or you have to make sure that you're um, covering these different bases, like do trash and invasive species and something else. Or like, is there, are you asking for um, so much time being spent or certain educational materials being, um, being sent out? Like, is there any sort of commitment that you ask when people do participate in the project? Uh, no, I think one of the great things about Project Clean Streams is Project Clean Stream is its scalability. So, you know, if you are just interested in picking up trash for half an hour on your lunch break, that is that is the expectation. If you are trying to get 200 people in your community to haul all those tires out of your, you know, the ravine that you've been staring at for so many years, that is a Project Clean Stream event. So it's it's really flexible. It's really, you know, it's really community driven. Um, it's, you know, we're, we're helping respond to the community and what they need by providing supplies and coordinating efforts and information. Um, but really, um, we let the community come to us, ask for what they need, and, and we help provide the resources to do so. Um, what is the area that you cover? You know, thinking about the Chesapeake Bay, since you're the Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay, you know, that's a huge watershed. So do you, um, how far up north do you go? And, you know, east and west, you know, are you going all the way up into like the head, like New York, even when you're thinking about tributaries and headwaters and things like that? Or how far do you, do you reach? We, we certainly do. We work across the watershed. So just for everyone's education, you know, the, the Chesapeake Bay watershed starts in Cooperstown, New York, where the Baseball Hall of Fame is located. And it goes all the way down to Southern Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia. So all of those seven jurisdictions within there all drain to the Chesapeake Bay. Um, and so the Alliance, you know, we work regionally across the whole Chesapeake Bay. Our headquarters is here in Annapolis, but we have an office in Lancaster, Washington, D.C., and in Richmond, Virginia as well. So our span is quite uh, expansive. Um, we work in, in our different regions. We work in partnership with different groups that also um, really have uh, beautification efforts at the center of their mission and their impact. So in Pennsylvania, we keep, we work with Keep Pennsylvania Beautiful. Um, in Virginia, we work in partnership with um, uh, Keep uh, Virginia Waterways uh, Beautiful and different organizations like that. And so we really partner to help extend the capacity of, of our work, right? We're, you know, we don't want to compete. Um, we want to be collaborative. We want to be added. Um, we want to help bring resources um, to bear uh, with our partners in the different regions. So if you're in New York or if you're in West Virginia, um, we can we can help you out. So um, anyone can contact us and we'd be happy to get supplies, help 
coordinate. Um, and I can share um, certainly our, our website link. Um, if you just visit our, our main page of our website, allianceforthebay.org, right on our header, it says uh, eager to get outside, volunteer with us this spring. And it'll link you right to our Project Clean Stream page. And you can find a local cleanup, you can organize your own, um, and you can find out more about the program in general. Perfect. Um, why is this important? Why should people be participating in Project Clean Stream? Such a good question. Um, to me, Project Clean Stream is a really easy and simple way for people to take actions in their backyards and in their communities every day. This is something we can all do. We all have some kind of community, whether it's a, a work community or a, a, a place where we live or it's a place where we recreate that we care about passionately. Um, and so, you know, uh, organizing a cleanup is incredibly easy to do. Um, you know, we've, like I said before, we can help provide supplies and, um, you know, we can help provide locations if, you, if you're looking to, to have an event. Um, but it's, it's really easy. And it's so important because it is a reminder that every one of us can do something small every day, and it adds up to the bigger picture. And I think when it comes to beautification efforts and picking up trash in your local community, it makes you more aware of what's going on um, and how you treat your trash and just thinking about, you know, how your community is treating, treating trash and then how it connects to the local waterways. Because when you're out walking in the, the stream valleys or you're walking along a, a path and you're looking into the stream, you can certainly start to understand how trash gets blown or, or uh, run, you know, run off, runs off into the streams uh, when it's raining. So, so to me, Project Clean Stream is so great because it's easy and simple. It's something every one of us can do in our everyday lives um, that has a great impact that adds up. And it helps um, people understand the connection of what, what we're doing on, on the land and how it's really connecting to our waterways. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like a great educational tool and a great sort of easy entry into mm -hmm. um, you know, being involved outdoors and helping your community. Um, so you talked a little bit about how the program is 18 years old, and that's um, that's a that's a decent chunk of time. Um, I was wondering how the project began. What sort of brought it about? I, I think it was, you know, as, as I mentioned, it was a, supposed to be a one-time event with Irvine Nature Center. But I think the the draw at that time, uh, you know, people started to were really wanted to come to wanting to come together around activities around local cleanups and and so it just really started to grow some legs. And the Alliance has always been a an organization that has really helped support other organizations, really in partnership. Everything we do is in partnership. So we started to see other you know, community groups or local governments or local businesses that were wanted to get out and, you know, do something for their community and help beautify their community. And so it kind of just grew legs from there. Um, and it's still, um, you know, a, a critically important program uh, in the Chesapeake Bay watershed. I think what, what is interesting um, is that uh, sometimes, it, because we've been running this for 18 years, it becomes harder and harder to find trashy sites to pick up. And so I think that's a win over the last 18 years. Um, certainly that's not to say that all the trash in the watershed has been cleaned up. There are lots, lots of pockets, but um, I think what we're seeing is that people are becoming more aware and they're, um, you know, once we're picking up an area, it's not getting trashy again. So there's a, hmm. there's a, you know, a connection between what's, what's going on and, you know, what, what people are seeing as they're picking up trash and being in their community. And then, you know, I think how they're responding and, perhaps changing behavior um, after the fact. 
That's such a great marker of success. What other successes have you had with, with the project that you're like, oh, wow, this has been such an, an amazing experience? Yeah. Um, well, we have, um, in the last five years alone, we've helped bring over 10,000 volunteers together across the watershed to do this work. So I think that's a huge success. There are 19 million people that live in the watershed. So that's just a fraction of the people <laughs> we need to get engaged. Um, but to me, that's a great indicator that this is an important program that people get it and people want to keep doing it. We, in that time period, we've also picked up about, uh, 600,000 pounds of trash. So that's trash out of our waterways. That's being properly handled and, and sent to, uh, you know, um, landfills or recycling centers. So, so those are some, some really big wins um, in terms of involvement and, and educational opportunities. Definitely. So when people participate in Project Clean Stream, um, you are collecting some data. So it sounds like mm -hmm. weighing the trash that people are picking up and then also making sure that you know who the volunteers are, at least in terms of numbers. Right. So mm -hmm. is that the, the team leader, they are reporting that all back to Project Clean Stream when they register and when they follow up? Mm -hmm. Yep. So we have, uh, we ask for each, each project uh, to have a site captain who's just our point of contact that we coordinate supply handoff. Um, you know, we, we have supplies available in each of our four regional offices. We're happy to get on the road and meet you somewhere or drop them off at a convenient location. Um, and then, um, you know, as part of, as part of being a site captain, you know, we, we offer some, you know, Alliance goodies as an incentive to, you know, to help coordinate. And, um, uh, but yes, we're looking for one person to help coordinate and bring all the volunteers together. And, and really, you know, we, we have site uh, site captain packets with all the information you could possibly need to make it as easy as possible to coordinate an event. The other thing I'll say too is on our website, um, we have you, if you're just an individual looking to join uh, a cleanup in, in your neighborhood, we have an interactive map. You can see all the, all the uh, volunteer sites that are registered mm. and you can go in and you can just volunteer to join. So you don't always have to be the person who's coordinating it. If you just want to, you know, you wake up on a Saturday morning and you, you see something happening in your neighborhood and you want to show up. I think that's, you know, fair game uh, and something you can find information you can find off of, off of our map on our website. That's great. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've had over the years with Project Clean Stream? Uh, well, I'll start with what we were just talking about, but it's becoming harder to find trashy sites for us mm. to deploy big groups at, which is great. You know, a lot of our public parks have gotten so much attention, especially in the last two years with COVID, as people have been out and about more. I saw so many people out with just a little trash bag and their little trash picker in my neighborhood walking around every day. I mean, I, I truly uh, I truly think that um, Mother Earth got a good scrub um, because we were all outside for the last two years. So that's not a big challenge, but um, when we're looking for, you know, continuous sites to beautify. Um, that's a bit of a challenge. Um, COVID certainly challenged um, Project Clean Stream. We, you know, un we were unable to gather safely in large groups for so long. Um, and so uh, we really changed a little bit of our strategy, really helping to deploy resources kind of more at the individual level to get folks, you know, you know, you can you could still go outside and go for walks and, and participate. So really trying to lift up the opportunities to do that on your daily walks in your own neighborhood um, in easy ways. Um, funding is always one of those, you know, challenges. Um, we have some really great corporate sponsors that help us. Mom's Organic Market has been a fantastic sponsor of ours for 10 years. Um, but, um, you know, as we're, it's getting bigger and it's growing and, you know, we require more supplies and um, more coordination, um, certainly funding is always one of those opportunities to continue to grow. 
Um, and then I think the, the third challenge that we have is, is really about broadening our audience. So I mentioned that there are 19 million people in the Chesapeake Bay watershed. Um, you know, we have great return of, you know, site captains and volunteers every year, but we want to keep growing that. We want to continue to reach the, the racially and ethnically diverse watershed um, that is the Chesapeake, because we know everybody lives in a community. And I think everyone cares about, you know, their community. And so that is a huge challenge is how do we continue to broaden? the tent? How do we continue to engage um, perhaps different organizations, you know, thinking about working with boys and girls clubs or Girl Scouts or, you know, those local community groups um, in areas that have not been as active in this work as possible. So that, that continues to be a challenge. But um, the Alliance truly believes that if we're going to make our restoration goals in the Chesapeake Bay, all 19 million people need to be involved at some level. And Project Clean Stream is such an accessible way to be involved and to learn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. Um, so you've talked a little bit about what it takes to get up and running in terms of a site captain or finding a project to jump in um, and like where to go to register, you know, go right to your website and you can sort of be shepherded through the process in terms of where to find a site if you need help there. Um, and then you've talked about all the resources that you provide, physical resources. So I was wondering if you could just say like, when you sign up, what are the goodies that you get? What are the tools that you need to actually be successful for a clean stream up, uh, a clean, <laughs> clean stream project? It's a bit of a tongue twister sometimes. Um, we certainly, we provide gloves, we provide trash bags, we provide trash pickers. Um, Uh, We also provide um, some goodies like um, we have a coupon with Turkey Hill Dairy. They're one of our uh, wonderful partners um, up in Pennsylvania. We're working to do a lot of work on the on uh, their farmers properties to help, um, you know, restore the Chesapeake Bay from Pennsylvania. So, you know, there's a great little coupon in there. If you're a site captain, you know, we're throwing in a a really nice alliance ball cap to to um, to incentivize you continuing to to join us and and lead in that space and and help uh, rock the Alliance brand and uh, get the word out about more opportunities for Project Clean Stream. Um, so, and, and, you know, really for businesses or for community groups that are looking to increase their visibility or to, you know, increase their volunteer base, um, we help, we have a, you know, a, a a megaphone on social media, obviously, and we want to shout out our, our great partners and who's helping us out. So it's a great way for a group to also get their word out about um, their events or, um, you know, just the, that they're a committed group doing, doing great work uh, in service to the Chesapeake Bay. Definitely. Um, you talked a little bit about part of your work or when you do a stream cleanup, doing some invasive pulling. Um, is that something that you do any education on and sort of give people some ideas on what they're looking for? Um, and then do you ever have any of your staff go and join the cleanups to sort of help, especially maybe a really new group or someone who's maybe a little bit more nervous and wants a little bit more handholding? Um, do you ever jump in and provide that uh additional support or extra education? So whether that be about invasives or even the cleanup in general? Yeah, you know, like I said before, one of the things I think makes Project Clean Stream so successful is because it is a scalable program. So, right. you know, if, if there's somebody who needs some extra resources and time, you know, that's something we can we can dedicate, whether it's a person on site, whether it's, you know, a Zoom call, a phone call, you know, whatever kind of support that looks like, um, we're able to certainly share that. Um, you know, around invasive species, there are so many groups working in the Chesapeake Bay to, um, to start to really try to um, 
tackle some of those invasives. You know, there's there's groups like here in Anne Arundel County, there's a weed weed warrior uh, group that's, you know, you can go and, and um, join this group. It's a volunteer group. Um, it's really focused on public lands and uh, eradicating invasive species on public lands. They do an incredible amount of education about different types of invasives and all. Um, we have a fantastic resource page on our website that has all sorts of information about uh, invasive species. Um, it also has information about um, native species, native plant species that are great alternatives to plant. We have a wonderful resource called the Native Plant Center. You can kind of type in your address. You can type in, um, you know, I'm, I have shaded area, I have sandy soil, I'm looking for a tree or I'm looking for a flower. And it will give you a list of recommendations that would grow well in your area. So we've got, you know, um, we've got all sorts of resources to share on our website for anyone who wants to continue to learn more about invasive species or, you know, what to plant uh, as an alternative to native species that would help with pollinators and, um, you know, just helping kind of bring back the, the native ecosystem to the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, my last question for you is really about um, what what is the future of Project Clean Stream or, or what are some things that you're really excited um, that are happening and that are coming up or that you're working on when you're thinking about the future? Um, and, and this could also go beyond Project Clean Stream and think about the work that the Alliance in general is doing. But what's sort of coming up that you're really, really excited about? I think... I'm, when I think to the future, when I think of the next 50 years of what the Alliance is going to be doing, I, I really think about um, the intersection of our work at the intersection of social issues and social, um, social causes. And really, you know, going back to my comment about, you know, if, if we really want to reach our Chesapeake Bay restoration goals, it's going to take 19 million people caring about being involved and, um, you know, working towards a cleaner Chesapeake Bay. Um, so when I, when I think about the future, I get so excited about new, um, new audiences. This, this, you know, that the uh, um, environmental work and, and programs like Project Clean Stream are not just for the choir, you know, they're, they're an opportunity for everybody to, be, to get engaged. And so I'm excited when I think about the opportunity to engage new and different audiences in this type of work um, into the future. Um, and I think Project Clean Stream is one of those, like I said, scalable programs that's going to be able to help respond to the different challenges of our times. Um, you know, as, as um, climate change is knocking on our door here at the Chesapeake Bay, you know, it's going to change um, the ecology and the function of our area. So for instance, um, you know, we're only going to see more and more invasive species coming into the area. So that's going to be something, you know, we're going to have to combat even more. Um, you know, we might see, um, you know, we might see rising seas, uh, or, or we will see rising sea levels, and um, that could move trash into new places that hasn't been there before, or it may unearth some things. It may also drown some, you know, land or other places. So um, those are all challenging things. But I think Project Clean Stream is such an adaptable program that it's it's going to help, you know, continue to adapt to find ways to engage the individual in a community wide effort. And I think. I think that really is the, the secret sauce to Project Clean Stream is you can be an individual and you can have individual action, but you can do it in community with your liter literal community, your neighborhood, your business, um, or again, just as an individual. So it's, it's really scalable in so many different ways. Yeah. It seems like the power is almost in the simplicity of it and that you're just getting people to go outside and clean up trash. And, but yet, um, 
it's so powerful because as you said, with a combined effort, you know, if we end, whether that be with time or, and people, um, that it really can have such an incredibly powerful impact and make a difference. Well, absolutely. Thank you so much, Kate Fritz, for joining me today. Kate is the CEO of Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay. Thank you also to all of our viewers and listeners for joining in today. Make sure that you visit chesapeakefamily.com for local up-to-date information on home, health, and living for today's Maryland parent. This episode will be archived on chesapeakefamily.com in both video and podcast format. Make sure that you join us next week as we continue our sustainability series. We'll be speaking with Jug Bay about their citizen science program. I am Janet Jefferson with Chesapeake Family Life and Third Floor Views. Thank you so much.